Santa Aurelia LLC pays for this show. The views expressed by the hosts and guests on Inside Track are their own and may not reflect those of KVOI, but they should. It's a very pleasant good afternoon to you wherever you may be. This is your host, Bruce Ash, and I am still broadcasting live from the third level of my underground bunker located in Coronado, California, where the men are strong, the women are good looking, and the parents think their kids are absolutely way above average welcoming you to a special another special rainy days edition of inside track eb is in the studio today with special producer matt j neely esquire great to be with you eb and uh and matt and i understand that you have a uh, a new uh, friend with you in the control booth thanks for tuning in today everybody eb Hey, before we get to our first guest, Bruce and I want to remind you to please support our great sponsors, Tucson Iron and Metal, Their Junk Might Be Your New Fence, Essential Pest Control, Eric Rudin's Gopher Crew were, went full caddyshack on Bruce's garden this past week with the gas machine to get rid of his varmints, and Corazon Cabinets, cabinets you will love at a price you can afford, and of course, Right Flight. Also supporting Inside Track is the aforementioned Eb Wilkinson with Wilkinson Wealth Management. All of our sponsors are locally owned, family-run businesses. You can depend upon Eb and I do, so should you. We welcome your call today on the Wilkinson Wealth Management Live Line at 790-2040. We do have an action-packed show for you today. First up is author John uh, Pedrozo on his new book, internal radical service yes you heard me right uh and in the second half of the show uh friend of the show terry Schilling from american principles project joins us to discuss aap's big family pledge okay let's get right to it i hope john is with us our guest for the next several minutes is author of a new book which should be on your reading list internal radical service considering the democrats just voted john to add 87,000 new IRS agents to come after taxpayers. Yes, sadly, Um, John is not with us yet, but Matt is dialing like crazy. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. We'll we'll, we'll be in a little bit of a holding pattern. Uh, And John has written this book actually uh, with his uh, colleague, David Horowitz, from the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Uh, David has been on the show before and is a Obviously, a well-known, very controversial uh, conservative, uh, somebody that um, uh, the lefties in this country and around the world are not very uh, happy with. Um, has Matt been able to secure our guest? Still dialing like crazy. While he's doing that, hey, Bruce, I've got a question about this. Yeah. Why is it that the IRS is doubling their size, is advertising, saying you can be a special agent, we're going to give you a gun. You've got to be willing to carry it. You've got to be willing to kill people. And yet, they're saying this is a good thing. I just don't get it. You've got the Democrats saying, oh, we're only going to raise taxes on the people that are making over $400,000 a year. Well, we know that's not going to work. They've hired all these agents, doubling their size, and only 4% is actually going to help those people actually filing. Your thoughts? If their lips are moving, they're lying. If their lips are moving and they're trying to tell the truth, they're trying to mislead you. Um, there is no way that they need 87,000 new agents in order to get um, 
uh, tax compliance from large corporations and billionaires. Um, I'm not a billionaire. I don't pretend to be. Uh, I didn't even sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night. Um, but billionaires don't cheat on their taxes. They take advantage of every opportunity they have under the law because none of them want to be hauled away uh, in shackles uh, by a federal agent, armed or not. That's my opinion, Ab. Yeah, and to me, my I was always taught you report every single penny you make because if you don't, that's fraud. Your deductions, oh, that's a negotiation. Now, just like you, I don't want, I, I have no problem paying my taxes. I don't want to pay everybody else's taxes as well. And I want yeah. to make sure that if the IRS says I can deduct it and I can point to it in the code, I can do that legally. Uh, but one of the things that's truly bothering me is the IRS, it's been reported they've got over, what, 5,000 firearms? Uh, everything from semi-automatics to 15 fully automatic firearms. They just ordered a bunch of belt-fed ammunition, which concerns me. Uh, they and Oh, they also reported they have four revolvers. Who gets the revolvers? Well, actually, my, uh, my brother-in-law's brother-in-law was an IRS special agent for many years. Um, and um, he carried a gun. Um, with them um, every day uh, to work. Um, there are circumstances where uh, that uh, agents might be met by armed resistance for one reason or another. Usually these are criminals to begin with and probably are involved in nefarious uh, illegal activities. Um, so I get that they might need to protect themselves under some circumstances, uh, but this is this is another national police force uh, that is potentially being unleashed, not on billionaires, although we did see um, federal agents ransack uh, the president's uh, home in Mar-a-Lago recently, which we'll talk about later. Which is a travesty. Which is, uh, but... Uh, the real the real target, and this is why I say if their lips are moving, they're lying. Um, the real tragedy is they are lying about who they're going after. You don't hire 87,000 federal agents working at the IRS because you're going after, let's say, 2,000 or so billionaires. You're going after small business people. You're going after wage earners. You're going after uh, entrepreneurs. Um, who uh, are doing their best to pay their taxes uh, accurately and, and uh, reflecting all income earned. Um, and and uh, they're also going after gig workers, you know, Uber and wait, waiters and waitresses. Wait, what, what was and, that and people term? working. Gig workers. Their gig side workers? Gig. Yeah, gig workers. It's their side gig, as they, as they say. Okay, got it. And, um, and these are people, these are people, when, when they're contacted by the IRS by, by notice, uh, which is how these things usually get started, uh, not by a phone call or an email, uh, as, as some of the fraudsters do it. Uh, but Eb, when, when these people uh, hear from the IRS, they're immediately in a panic, uh, even if they know that they did everything, everything down uh, to the last detail, uh, the way that they should, according to uh, the IRS revenue rules. Um, they end up paying because they don't have the time, they don't have the money to hire lawyers or accountants. These are people who probably go to H&R Block or in many cases end up doing their own taxes on some on some type of an easy form. Hey, I just and got these noticed are the that people. John's on the line. 
Okay. Well, John, you with us, John Perozo? I am. Hi. Good to be with you. Uh, all right. Well, sorry we had uh, sorry we had a little bit of a of a hesitation. Uh, and uh, before I turn it over to my co-host Eb Wilkinson in just a moment, I need to ask you personally. I'm telling you, I'm happy to pay my taxes on earnings. In fact, the more, the better, because that means I'm making good money. I never want to shortchange the feds one cent, but I don't want to pay a penny over. 87,000 new IRS agents, some armed, as Eb and I have just been talking about. The Democrats say, we're going to go after billionaires and big corporations, not little guys like Bruce Ash and Eb Wilkinson and John Perozo. That's a bunch of BS, isn't it? Yeah, the 87,000 uh, new employees that are going to be hired uh, over the next few years with the IRS, uh, by all accounts, they're going to be predominantly uh, focused on collections activities, uh, legal proceedings, uh, criminal investigations, and of course, uh, they're, they're estimating about a million and a quarter new um, audits of taxpayer uh, tax returns each and every year. Oh, my God. I'm going to turn you over to my to my co-host, Eb Wilkinson, who has some questions for you. Eb? Hey, John. Thanks for joining us. Um, the IRS allows all sorts of left-wing groups to obtain tax-exempt status. But as we've seen, conservative groups have to wait and wait and wait for their status. And it's really nothing new to say that the IRS has become not just a tax collection operation, it's supposed to be, but it's a political arm of the government now, isn't it? Yes, it's a, it's a, you could call it a political or a bureaucratic arm of, I think you could say, the Democratic Party. Um, the, what you just referred to with the conservative groups having to wait and wait and wait, uh, a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, recall back in 2010 to about 2013, the IRS in the Obama administration under Lois Lerner blocked all kinds of hundreds and hundreds of Tea Party and other conservative groups from applying for who are applying for tax-exempt status to, uh, from getting that status. And the idea there was to prevent those groups from affecting the uh, the elections of 2012 and 2014. And not only those groups, but, you know, you got to think those organizations were going to influence millions and millions of Americans, and those people, too, were deprived of fully participating in the in the political process, if you think of it that way. So if you want to talk about interference or collusion or disenfranchisement of American voters, that was it, and that was probably the most blatant example we've ever seen until today. Yeah, this has really changed over the past several decades. You, you and David Horowitz, who's been a guest on our show, have investigated the IRS, and you found evidence of shocking extensive corruption and political abuses. Tell our listeners about that. Well, what the IRS has done is they've permitted many, many hundreds uh, of these tax-exempt nonprofit organizations. Uh, they, they come under a section of the uh, tax code called 501c3. And what, what makes that significant is that in order to have that status of a tax-exempt 501c3, you've got to make a couple of very major uh, agreements and uh, concessions. And number one, you've got, you're agreeing that you're never going to contribute in any way, whether financially or through your rhetoric, 
um, to the political campaign of any individual, or specifically against the political campaign of any individual candidate. And number two, you've got to agree that you're not going to take part in illegal activities, and you're not going to support legal activities. Your entire nonprofit status hinges on those two agreements. Uh, and you know, if you want to have that status of being nonprofit, where you don't pay taxes, and, and people who donate to you don't uh, can claim those those donations as tax write-offs. Now, what's happening is that hundreds of these left-wing organizations are not abiding by those two major agreements, and the IRS has turned a blind eye to it and allowed them to, to retain the status. So. They have all the benefits of being nonprofits, these 501c3s, and uh, they don't get punished at all for violating the terms on which that status actually hinges. Can you give us an example of one of those? Uh, sure. Uh, we could look at the immigration issue. This is a really good one. Um, we've got hun the borders wide open now. We've got hundreds and hundreds of these. Uh, uh, they're called non-governmental organizations. They're non-profit groups. Some of them are religious groups. Some of them are open border groups. And uh, certainly several dozen of them are, are leading the way in this regard. But they're the ones who are facilitating the movement of, of the two and a half million illegal migrants who come across the border uh, every year uh, being moved into the interior of the United States. The, the processing of these people is handled in large part by these nonprofit groups, processing them for whatever airline flights and bus trips into the interior of the country, uh, housing, education, medical, legal services that they get, clothing and shelter and uh, travel arrangements, even, even putting them up in hotels sometimes uh, for 100, 150 bucks a night. These are... Um, what you're doing here is you you are violating that that one stipulation that I mentioned earlier. Uh, this is illegal activity. These are people who are breaking American law, and these organizations, they're nonprofits, and their nonprofit status is supposed to require them to agree not to participate in the breaking of American law. They're doing exactly the opposite. And not only are they breaking law, they're getting paid for it, and yet the uh, government's going after people who pick up these illegal aliens individually, carry them in their cars, and they're prosecuting them to the full extent of the law. So there's this double standard there. Or, well, actually, it's... Yeah, there is a double standard there. But if if the IRS was doing its job properly and had not become a political weapon, is it safe to say that the Alan Weitzelberg case would never have made national news and used to implicate unlawful activity from a certain former president of the United States? If the IRS was doing its its job, none of this, none of these things would be happening. The 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 uh, illegal activities of these nonprofits would not would never occur, and uh, the, the IRS is supposed to be making sure that the tax laws are followed and that the uh, the requirements for nonprofit status are abided by. Um, this is one of the most monstrous scandals we've ever seen. Wow. Listen, we've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, does America need another tax collection agency that has more agents than the U.S. Border Patrol? And what happens to America when that tax collection uh, turns into a political weapon? Well, we've seen what happens when it turns into a political weapon. It, the, the, we've got a 
basically it becomes an arm of the left. Uh, what America needs really is for the public to be educated about this, to learn what the IRS is up to. Uh, that's what we're trying to do with this booklet here, uh, just to expose the corruption of this agency. And um, certainly to impress upon Congress, we're, we're sending a copy of this uh, booklet to every member of Congress so that they will understand the urgency of clamping down on, on the IRS and forcing it to actually enforce the, the law um, and also to to push for the idea that these nonprofits, if they don't abide by by their agreements, uh, they should be deprived of their nonprofit status right away. Hey, thanks for joining us today, John. Uh, how do our listeners find out more about the Horowitz Freedom Center, and how can they get a copy of your new book, Internal Radical Service? Uh, well, right now, uh, the Internal Radical Service is available on frontpagemag.com. That's David Horowitz's website, frontpagemag.com. They can actually read it for free there. It's about a 20,000-word document, but we've made it available for free. And uh, they can, of course, Front Page Magazine is David's uh, uh, flagship uh, website. He also runs discoverthenetworks.org, which is an encyclopedia of the American left. Hey, John, thanks for joining us. It's time for our Thank first you. break. When we return, Bruce and I have a news rundown for you. And after the bottom of the hour break, we're going to talk with Terry Schilling from American Principles Project. You're listening to Inside Track. Bruce and I will return after a few messages from our show sponsors. Jamie Kipper and her father, Gary Kipper, from Tucson Iron and Metal. What are they going to see when they come through the gates? So when they come on in, they'll see our building up front. People have free reign to then go out and look in the yard. So it's not a typical scrapyard with a ton of big machinery. We have a couple of forklifts around, but that's about it just to help move material. So when you come in, it's all organized by material, whether it's square tubing, angle iron, roofing, and then there is a pile in the back, which is still organized and easy to get through, but that's stuff that comes over from the scrap. So we're unique in that we get stuff in from the scrap, which a lot of artists and people will like or reuse, whether it's a sink that someone needs for their house, we sell literally anything made of metal. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard. 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? None of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. Instead of an activity where every kid gets a trophy, those who graduate from Wright Flight get to fly a plane. But only if they get good grades, are well-behaved, and pass a written test. I'm Robin Stoddard, an ex-fighter pilot. I founded Wright Flight because I knew it could help kids reach new heights in their schools, homes, and communities. Endorsed by educators at every level, nonprofit Wright Flight has changed thousands of lives since 1986. Learn more at rightflight.org. This is Eb Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. Are you letting rising inflation interfere with your ammo budget? Don't do that. Let us show you how to buy the same goods and services 20 years from now as you can today. We manage money for gun owners and we can guide you to retire comfortably 
and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911 or wilkinsonwealthmgmt.com. I wanted to give you a quick news rundown uh, from news of this morning. From the Black Sea comes a report that Ukrainian drones have hit the Russian Naval Operations Center in Sevastopol and have caused considerable damage without any casualties reported on either side. This morning also in the Wall Street Journal, they reported in Russia, far-right nationalists offer rare criticism of the Kremlin's war effort. They say that nationalist figures and pro-war bloggers are among few critics of Russia's poor battlefield performance in Ukraine. You can read more about that uh, online uh, at the Wall Street (laughs) Journal website. The AP reporting our new NATO ally, Finland, Finnish troops routed U.S. Marines in a war exercise uh, just completed, confirming the importance and value of our new NATO partners in the alliance. Sorry about that, Eb. Over to you. Well, I got to tell you, I've been to Finland. Those guys are tough. Yes, they are. Yeah. MSN reports Russia's holding war games in Venezuela, sending alarming signals throughout Latin America. You've got snipers from Russia and other countries hostile to the U.S. competing in war games being held this week in Venezuela in events described as Olympic Games for Soldiers that were organized not only to show that Moscow still has friends, but also that some of them are in Latin America. Germany's stone-faced Chancellor Schultz faces critics on nearly every side. First, he failed to immediately contradict the Palestinian leader, who accused Israel of 50 holocausts as they stood together in Berlin. Then he was heckled by discontented voters calling him a liar and a traitor. And then on Friday, he was summoned to testify in a case of a major tax scam that took place when he was mayor of Hamburg. Chancellor Olaf Scholz of Germany has seen better days. Mr. Potato Head Brian Stetzer uh, has been shown the door at CNN earlier this week. Amazingly, Don Lemon... Jim Acosta are expected to stay at CNN despite new, more neutral direction. You've got NASA revealing that it wants to take Americans back to the moon, uh, much different from the Apollo landings. Americans started in 2015 looking at the moon's South Pole. The Artemis rocket is on the pad at Cape Canaveral waiting for an unmanned test launch to the moon later this month. Bruce? Now, one uh, quick correction to that last report on NASA. Uh, Americans in 2025, that was a uh, it was bad typing error on my part for Ab. Uh, sorry about that. Um, study suggests uh, from um, a new research uh, uh, group that COVID increased risks of brain disorders. A study published this week in The Lancet Psychiatry showed increased risks of some brain disorders two years after infection with coronavirus, shedding new light on long-term neurological and psychiatric aspects of the virus. Now, anyone who is paying attention can attest to how crazy the world has become. In a related story, Alan Dershowitz, in an interview on the Buck and Travis show this week, reported that derangement has even infected JFK's daughter, Caroline Kennedy. A self-described liberal and perhaps the preeminent constitutional scholar of our time, Dershowitz, who did not vote for President Trump 
either in 2016 or 2020, but has defended him numerous times in court pleadings, said he was seated next to Mrs. Kennedy a few weeks ago at a private D.C. salon dinner. Sort of a, you know, uh, a glitzy uh, dinner for the left. As Professor Dershowitz sat down next to her, Ms. Kennedy leaned over to him and quietly said, if I knew you were coming here tonight, I would have never been seated next to you. Can you imagine Jackie Kennedy saying such a thing to a fellow liberal when she and her husband were alive? Doubtful, and it sort of illustrates a lack of tolerance, derangement, and ill manners post-COVID and post-November 2020 going on here in America. Politico reported yesterday that an appeals court backed a ruling to release DOJ memo on Trump prosecution. The court's decision found that the DOJ botched the handling of a FOIA suit from a liberal watchdog group that sought the memo. A federal appeals court ruled Friday that the Justice Department must make public internal memos senior lawyers there uh, prepared in 2019 about whether the then president, Donald Trump's actions, investigated in the special uh, counsel, Robert Mueller's probe of ties between the 2016 Trump campaign and Russia amounted to crimes prosecutions would have ordinarily charged. Donald Trump said this morning on Twitter, his legal team is preparing a lawsuit claiming violation of the president's right under the Fourth Amendment prohibitions against unreasonable search in connection to recent free-for-all grab of documents, including his passport last week in Florida. Eb? Yes, and in aviation news, American Airlines and United have placed pre-orders for the new supersonic jetliners being developed by a new startup, Archer Aviation. In Florida, stop woke law on radical sensitivity training faces legal hurdles. A federal judge blocked provisions on the act signed this year by Governor Ron DeSantis, finding that it likely violates the First Amendment. Mr. Producer, let's take our bottom of the hour break. We'll be right back with Terry Schilling from American Principles Project, who will talk with us about the 25 threats to the American family, which even include some Republicans. I'm proud to welcome my good friends at Tucson Iron and Metal Retail to Inside Track as an advertiser. Jamie Kipper and her staff are conservation experts. They sell round and square steel tubing, metal plate and roofing materials, as well as new and used steel, aluminum, and stainless steel to ranchers, artists, interior designers, roofers, and do-it-yourselfers, just like all of the listeners here. Tucson Iron and Metal Retail is open Monday through Fridays, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m., and Saturdays, 8 a.m. to noon. Tucson Iron and Steel Retail, 701 East 36th Street. Call 520-209-1576 or go to TucsonIronRetail.com. And when you do call, mention this ad and receive an additional 10% discount on their already great prices. Essential Pest Control leaves bugs belly up with science. You mean you don't use a shoe? No, we use the latest in technology and innovation to eliminate bugs, termites, weeds, and more. No spray cans and lighters? 
none of that. Only solutions that target insect biology, using chemistry to help protect the environment, people, and their pets. Huh, essential pest control leaves bugs belly up. Call 886-3029 or visit EssentialPest.com. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management reminding you that every good and excellent thing stands moment by moment on the razor's edge of danger and must be fought for, including getting out of debt, building your wealth, and protecting your God-given right. We manage money for gun owners. Let us help you retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com. Sidetrack. Our very special guest for the balance of the show is friend of the show and frequent inside track guest, Terry Schilling from the American Principal Project. Hey, Terry, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Love coming on with your show. Yeah, hey, many of the midterm primaries are complete. Just a handful left to decide. APP supported some great conservatives. What does your organization, American Principles Project, think about the results so far on issues important to those of the APP? Well, we are getting a lot of great people nominated. We just got out of Michigan where we upset um, an uh, a incumbent who was a total rhino. His name's Peter Meyer. Uh, we got behind John Gibbs, who is an amazing conservative, America first guy. Um, and he walloped him after getting outspent almost $5 million to, like, 400,000. Wow. Um, so we're really going up against the odds here and, and pulling off some big victories. And we also had a big victory with Tudor Dixon. We spent a lot of money to help her get elected. She's one of the strongest uh, candidates for governor in the country. And she's going to be facing Gretchen Whitmer this November. And it should be a really great contrast. And I'm, I'm very confident in that race. I hope Michigan does well with this. Hey, there have been some great victories for conservatives in the midterm primary so far. Talk to us about Liz Cheney's really stunning butt-kicking she received at the hands of Wyoming voters, and what was your reaction? Well, I guess democracy prevails, right? I mean, this is, uh, this is just what it, what it looks like. This is what happens when you don't represent your voters. Liz Cheney has time and time again voted against the will of the people in her state, and they sent a resounding message that, we don't want you here anymore. We don't, you don't represent us, so we're not going to have you in Congress representing us. This is someone that has voted for gay marriage to like, basically criminalize any organizations that don't support uh, gay marriage, take away their C3 status. And on top of that, she's voted to impeach Trump. This is not a loyal person. This is not a Republican. She should run as a Democrat. Um, she won't go very far, but um, it's, it's just what the people want. They want someone that's going to represent their interests and put America first. And Liz Cheney was putting America last. What was she thinking? <laughs> well, you know, there's, Donald Trump did a lot to, bring, to expose uh, rotted out roots of the Republican Party. And in reality, you, you've heard this time and time again, that there's no real differences between the two political parties. They're, they're two sides of the same coin. And that, in a lot of ways, that's true. There's a lot of alliances between the Bushes and the Clintons and the Obamas. And what's happening is those differences are, are coming to light. And we're, we're finally having a Republican Party that stands for something, that is actually opposed to this uh, 
progressive regime that has been coming into power, whether it's Republicans who are progressive light or uh, Democrats who are progressive or who are super progressive, there's a new Republican Party and it rejects progressivism. It rejects the growth of the federal government. It, it empowers the American people. And so Liz Cheney, what she's thinking is she she wants to go back to the days of old. She wants to go back to the Bush era, to the Clinton era. She doesn't like this Trump era that we're in. And um, there, there are going to be more scalps collected by people that oppose the America First agenda. agenda. Would it be safe to say that when Trump went in and said he was going to drain the swamp, the more he drained it, the more he found out that the swamp creatures were on both sides of the aisle? <laughs> yes, yes. That, that that is the thing is 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 they came out. They're kind of like cockroaches. They just kept coming out of the woodwork and exposing themselves. He hired a lot of really great people, but he also hired a lot of traitors. And the problem with traitors is that you don't know that they're traitors until they they betray you openly. Uh, there were leaks constantly throughout the White House through his administration. There were lots of people within that administration that were stopping his agenda from being enacted. Um, and what's really great and what's helpful is that those people have all been exposed, or at least most of them have. I'm sure there's still that are still, you know, covert, and we don't know who they are, but they, Trump brought a lot of light to people. Just look at what he did with Roe versus Wade, right? We have been trying to overturn Roe v. Wade for decades, and all of a sudden the guy that became pro-life, like, basically yesterday is the one that delivers on overturning Roe. I think something's been up here for a while. I think the Republicans have been playing us. Yeah. Hey, you talk about the 25 threats to the American family. Tell us why this information is so important. Well, we embarked on, uh, so we released this report called uh, the top 25 threats to the American family, and you can find it at familythreats.com. And what we wanted to do was show the American people who was attacking the family and how they were doing it. The family's under attack from all different areas, from corporate America to teachers unions to members of Congress to to all different types of companies. There's a company called AbbVie, who I'm sure many of your listeners may have heard of, they may not have. But what they probably don't know, even if they've heard of them, is that AbbVie makes a, dr- a transgender drug called Lupron that blocks the natural puberty of young children in order to give them sex changes. This is insane. And, they, and we need to expose companies like AbbVie uh, as the anti-family, anti-children uh, companies that they are. They're making lots of money off of these kids by exploiting them, um, and, and we're exposing them. So we, we, we highlight stuff like this to educate the American people, but also educate lawmakers so they know how to stop uh, these threats to the family and how to best address it. So we're really proud of that report. I'd recommend everyone go to uh, familythreats.com, and you can see it. We have articles written by Tom Cotton, Marco Rubio, Rand Paul, Marsha Blackburn. We, we have so many uh, articles written by, by major conservatives, and, and I wrote one as well. Uh, the, I wrote the number one threat, and um, it fell out. Stop. Don't, don't, so. don't wait, tell wait, them, don't wait, tell wait, them what wait. the number one threat is. <laughs> we're, we're, I, I have to save that to, to tease our listeners. <laughs> Okay? Don't talk about the number one. We'll get there, Terry. So this is Bruce (laughs) saying, Eb, it's time for you to stop controlling the interview and let me have a word. So, Bruce, go ahead. 
All right. All right. Hey, um, we're, we're going to save, like I said, the number one threat to, to the American family for the last uh, 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 part of this interview. Um, but the left has captured uh, big tech content and the people running the uh, big tech are messing with what was supposed to be free speech on, on the Internet, aren't they? And, and this is all across the Internet, wouldn't you say? Right. No, what, what, what's happened is progressives have taken over almost every institution in this country, whether it's corporate America, whether it's the academia, university system, everything, including big tech. And what they're doing is they've weaponized all these institutions like big tech to silence any opposition or to discredit their opposition. So what they'll do is if I post something about COVID and how masks don't work, they, what big tech will do on Twitter or Facebook is they'll put a little note that says, this may be misleading information. Click here to find more. And then they'll point you to fake news sites that just back up regime propaganda. Now, what did the CDC just come out and do just two weeks ago? They came out and said everything that the, the COVID reaction skeptics have been saying, which is masks don't work. Vaccines don't work. Social distancing don't, doesn't work. It doesn't, you, you can't stop this thing. Um, and so big tech is it's not just one area, too. I mean, when you say things like men can't have babies or that children shouldn't be sexualized or that groomers should stay away from our kids and they shouldn't be in school, they shut your account down. They make an example of you until you apologize, until you retract your statements. This is communism. Right. This is what they do in communist countries. And big tech has gotten so powerful. They're making lots of money and they're all doing it through loopholes that the federal government and the American people have given them. It's, it's absolutely tragic. It's, but the hope is, is, is that there's a lot of Republicans now who are very open to regulating big tech. And, and it's going to be we're going to take back power and, and make, hold their feet to the fire and make sure they do it. Hey, Terry, how the hell did they get in charge of the media and how we get our news and what goes on for news these days and the teachers unions, the chambers of commerce, DOJ, as you've said, big pharma, and what has this done to mess up who to trust? And how do we know who to trust? Well, I, th I think in a lot of ways, this was a, a natural progression with how the economy has gone, gone in this country. So, you know, 50, 60 years ago, you could support a family off of one income and not just support them. You could have prosperity, right? You'd have a second car. You'd have a boat. You'd have a vacation home off of one income. Now, what's happened, you fast forward to today, we've slowly gone towards this route where you have to have two incomes to support a family, or, let alone just to, like, keep your heads above water. So as, as parents and as families have had to focus much more on putting food on the table and, and bringing money in, they haven't had time to really hold all these other institutions accountable. And so a lot of people don't even watch the news anymore. That's what no one's talking about. Most people don't watch the news anymore because they don't trust it and they don't have time for it. So basically what they've done is they've gotten us distracted. They got the moms out of the home so that no one's raising the kids. No one's – and by the way, moms didn't just stay in the home uh, for, during that time. They, they ran our local communities. They ran our local civic institutions. They'd, they'd run the local elections. They'd run the library. They'd run the local clubs. The PTA. Um, and the, right, the PTA. They'd hold the, the schools accountable. But as, as we've grown accustomed to two-income households – and we can barely provide for our families now, 
those institutions have all fallen apart. And what's happened is progressives have taken them over because we've been focused on providing for our families. So I think we have to do both, right? I think we have to start focusing on our local communities, but I also think we need to start living more within our means and choosing to go without some things so that we, we don't have to have two incomes. And, and it's going to be – it's easier said than done. Uh, but we're going to have to make some tough decisions here in the coming years. Bruce. You know, Terry, when I was a kid – uh, one of the one of the favorite shows on TV for for uh, for viewers at the time in the fifties and early sixties was Father Knows Best. Now, I'm not suggesting they would go back to the 1950s. It's never going to happen. But we trusted our teachers. We trusted the educational system. We trusted things like the Chamber of Commerce. And the reason I mentioned that was that uh, Robert Young, who played father in Father Knows Best, was in the Chamber of Commerce. You know, he was a guy who was civic minded and was, you know, all for, you know, uh, uh, you know, companies and and and, you know, people getting jobs and, and prosperity and so on. How did how did the teachers unions and the chamber of commerce become infected with this new strain of thought and and how do you pull it back well i think i think a lot of it started in the university system right and 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 a lot of this problem is that the universities basically have a de facto uh, monopoly on getting a good job or at least that's what they convinced the American people of they they basically convince people that the only way for you to get a good job is to go to college. So all these parents scrapped and saved. A lot of them didn't even go to college themselves, but they wanted their kids to. So they scrapped and saved. They paid for the kids to go to school. And what do those universities do? They turn them into woke progressives who can't think for themselves and can't think critically. And now those woke progressives who have been really radicalized, especially in the last 20 years, are now in high levels in, in the Chamber of Commerce, in these corporations, in the teachers' unions. They're now running the show because everything today requires a college degree. So you, the, the, by requiring a college degree, you're basically requiring that your company, your organization, your university be run by someone with a woke, woke or woke light ideology or at least someone that doesn't really care or doesn't want to fight on these issues so it's it all i think started from the university system and how corrupted that got i mean they bankrupt it's really criminal what they've done because they've bankrupted our kids they can't even they don't even get jobs anymore that can pay off their student loans right that's why they're talking about forgiving what 1.4 1.5 trillion dollars worth of student loans why is that if a college degree is actually worth it the answer is it's not um, well, especially so, if you're getting a degree in 17th century French poetry. I mean, what are you going to do with that? Right, right. And, uh, and, and, and the reality is a lot of that student loan debt is from kids who dropped out. And that's what's even more dangerous. So we, we've just sent so many kids to college that really shouldn't have. They weren't interested in college. They didn't want to go to college to do anything but get a good job. And the reality is there's lots of different ways to get good jobs. You can start a business. You can go into the trades. Plumbers are making $70,000 out of the apprenticeship, right? Uh, electricians are making the same amount. You don't need to go to college. You're better off not in a lot of ways. And Terry, there's a, I don't care Terry, what happens a, at 9 o'clock at night and your toilet plugs up, you need a plumber. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's right. right. Hey, Terry, there's a lot of very bad legislation that is also not family friendly that's been passed and loads of other horrible ideas like HR1, 
this thing called the Women's Protection Act, Biden's American Families Plan, the Fairness for All Act, and Joe Biden's, uh, and, and I want to focus on this if we can, because I know uh, you've been very interested in this as well, um, uh, Joe Biden's Title IX executive uh, order, which has turned women's sports up t- upside down with men complete men saying they're women competing against females. So I, I think that's a really good thing to focus on the t- what Joe Biden has done to Title IX because it's it's really much more vicious than anyone realizes. This just is, this isn't just about women's sports. It's about protecting our daughters, giving them their own private spaces so that men aren't in their locker room, so that men aren't in their showers, so that they can have a community with their their fellow women. Um, but I think what's most cruel is is not even how like like what Joe Biden's doing by removing their privacy and their their rights to like have their own private spaces because it's dangerous, but it's how they're doing it, right? You, you probably read that the Department of Agriculture has announced that if your school is uh, protecting girls' sports, protecting women's private spaces, you are now at risk of losing your student lunch money programs for, for, for needy and poor kids, right? So, like, basically, Joe Biden and his administration, these woke progressives, are willing to starve poor children – in order to push a transgender agenda on schools nationwide. Oh my it's God. incredibly cruel. I mean, it's, it's everything all combined. This is the heartlessness of communism. This is the heartlessness of, of, of tyranny, uh, uh, of fascism. I mean, these are, these are not good people. They want to use the state to reshape all of society in really harmful and evil ways, and they're willing to do it through evil methods. Yep. Oh, boy. Um... I'm just taken aback by all this right now. And you've got politicians like Gavin Newsom, Miguel Cardona, Alejandro Mayorkas, Rachel Levine, and AOC, otherwise known as AUK, and the Radical Caucus, <laughs> and this new guy in Pennsylvania, Joe Fetterman, who looks more like Shrek than a member of the U.S. Senate, who makes Bernie Sanders and the whole AOC team look normal. No, that's right. This Fetterman is a real nutcase, and he's a real—I mean— but but here's the thing. I, I I don't know if you guys saw the Tucker Carlson segment uh, on Republicans in the midterms. They are taking this cycle for granted, right? What what are they talking about? Look, I I think inflation is an important thing to talk about, but I think what's more important to talk about is the big picture. And the big picture is that our country is crumbling. We have children. We have old people getting beaten up and killed in the street. The rule of law is not being enforced. We're letting criminals out of our prison. We're targeting people. Instead, we're criminalizing political beliefs and political associations. Right? We're going after parents. We're saying that parents are terrorists for showing up to their, stu- their school board meetings and exercising their First Amendment rights and opposing this regime. The country is breaking down. We don't have rule of law anymore. And, and, and Republicans are are out there talking about everything but what's on front of people's minds. And, and until they start addressing all this, we're giving out free drugs, free needles to homeless people. We're, we're, we're encouraging homelessness in our cities. It's making them unsafe. It's making it dangerous to be out in public. And no one's doing anything about it. And Republicans aren't even willing to talk about it. Why? But this John Fetterman, I mean, 
he should be down by 10 points. He, he had a stroke, and he, they, they, you watch clips of his, of his speeches. He can't string two sentences together. He makes no sense. Neither does Biden. the polls. Exactly. This is all, it's all fake. And it's only, they only are in, Democrats are only in power because Republicans, and this is, this is what I say all the time, it's because Republicans refuse to be an effective opposition to their, their shenanigans and their, their tyranny. If they just were effective and actually opposed their agenda, they would win every election from here to kingdom come. Wow. Bruce. So Terry and Ab, Terry and Ab, now we get to the number one uh, threat to American families, according to your top 25 list, and that is sell out, sell out Republicans. Now, I'm a former member of the RNC, a senior party official at a very high level there for, for over a decade and a half. You talk about it, and, and I'm not fighting you on this. I, I agree with you. I think we have been our own worst enemy. Uh, tell us about uh, how sellout Republicans have been hurting the American family. We just got about three or four minutes uh, to fit all this in. Of course. Well, and, and thanks, Bruce. So evil is always going to exist. We live in a fallen world. And in a fallen world, evil exists, and it's going to try and cause damage. It's going to try and kill people. It's going to try and cause harm. But you know what doesn't always exist is a good people, a good opposition. And Republicans, time and time again, refuse and fail to be an effective opposition to evil. So if they're not going to actually stop these guys, these Democrats, and, and, and just to be clear, we're not up against rocket scientists. We're not up against the strongest arguments or the best policies. We are up against the exact opposite. We are up against people that want to raise taxes on American families. They want to raise energy prices, right? They want to double your electrical bill, if not more. They've increased gasoline prices. They're teaching your kids that they should judge their peers by their race, and they're also teaching them that men can have babies. This is, this is an easy political opposition to beat if you just stand up and do it. But the Republican Party is the greatest threat to the American family be, because it's refusing – sorry, I'm sorry, sellout Republicans are the greatest threat because they are refusing and they keep the Republican Party from actually effectively opposing the Democrats' evil agenda. And until you get rid of those guys, the Democrats are still going to get away with murder. Bruce, follow-up? Well, um, who would you who would you say are people who are sellout Republicans that we should be focused on? A, I think a we couple should of really be focused on. Yeah, I, I, so obviously Liz Cheney, Peter Meyer. I think that people like like Mitch McConnell are selling us out. Right, they're not actually opposing the Democrats' agenda, and I, I'm not saying that I'm not grateful for things that mitch mcconnell has done right he made he's made some really big bets uh but people you know that are in the in cong or that are in congress like mitt romney right that that don't actually oppose the democrats when it really matters that keep us from addressing these threats these guys are sellout republicans they don't want to bring it up there's a lot of guys that uh you know it's tough to name because they kill the stuff in the in the caucus meetings right um but they keep the Republican Party held back. Um, John Katko is another one, right? He's a member of Congress out of New York. He keeps the Republican. They push this uh, Fairness for All Act, right, which is an LGBT bill that would put men in our daughter's sports. It's, 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 
we have to get rid of these guys because they're the biggest threat to this country. Yeah. Hey, uh, Terry, we've got two minutes left. Is there one particular thing that you want our listeners to go or to know besides we've got sellout Republicans? <laughs> yes, which is that uh, the future is bright in America. Our, our, our brightest days are ahead of us. Our founders placed a very big and, and right bet on the American people. They knew that the American people could be trusted. They knew that the American people would remain good. It's just whether or not we stand up for ourselves and our families. If we actually stand up for ourselves and our families, hold Republicans accountable, get Democrats out of office, and push the ball forward and, are, and, and take risk, right? I mean, it's, we can't pretend there aren't risks for speaking out politically. There are. You could get fired today. But you know what's going to happen is you're definitely going to get fired if you don't speak up. Because these guys are vicious, and they'll hunt you down. And by the way, your kids won't, won't know what a man is. They won't know what a woman is. They won't know how to do math. They will be woke progressives and indoctrinated our school system if you don't stand up. So you might as well stand up now while it's still possible, while it's still easy comparatively, and, and take our country back. We have to take our country back, and we can definitely do it. It just requires us to stand up and stop getting pushed around. We have to stand up to the bullies and punch them right in the teeth. Hey, Terry, thank you so much for joining us. Remember and watch out. Pay attention to the American Principles Project and our guest today, Terry Schilling. We've only scratched the surface here today. Find out more for yourself. Thanks for joining us uh, today, Terry, and the great job American Principles Project is doing to protect the American families. Insiders. Bruce and I hope you've enjoyed the show today with Terry Schilling and author of Internal Radical Service, John Perosa. We're planning another great show for the next week, so we hope you'll tune in then. Our show is podcast both on the KVY website and on Apple Podcasts. Close to 130 tracks are there now. Until next week for Inside Track, this is Eb Wilkinson. And Bruce Ash, wishing you all a very pleasant good afternoon. We'll see you again in 167 hours. Customers come first at Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. What other kind of customers do you have? So our biggest customers are actually like ranchers and people from outside of the Tucson area. They're buying a lot of square tubing. They're buying a lot of stuff for their ranch to close off fences. We'll sell anything from 10 feet to 10,000 feet to somebody that comes in because we have new steel and surplus steel from steel mills. The reason we're able to get such good pricing on some of this stuff is, A, we sell scrap to the mill. So uh, we have a relationship there, and then we can buy material, what they're making, bringing it back. And so we save on freight, and we have relationships for years with them. So I think that's really our niche market. We'll sell whatever you need. Tucson Iron and Metal Surplus. Call 209-1579. Stop by the yard, 701 East 36th Street. Open Monday through Saturday. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you think what's happening in Ukraine can't happen here, think again. Look who's occupying the White House. This is one of many things our forefathers predicted and ensured those rights in our Constitution. We manage money for gun owners. Call me at 777-1911 or WilkinsonWealthMGMT.com.